0: it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak.
1: Welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls, on purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes and syndication options. We also have a Facebook page where you can go to discuss the show with other listeners.
2: There's no doubt about it, Valentine's Day is one of America's most popular holidays. More than 62% of Americans celebrate by sending greeting cards and flowers, giving candy or other gifts, enjoying romantic dinners, or all three. But the history behind Valentine's Day turns out to be somewhat surprising. For example, the roots of Valentine's Day go all the way back to a raucous ancient Roman fertility festival held in mid-February called Lupercalia. Later, the Christian church chose mid-February for St. Valentine's Day in order to Christianize the celebration. But who was St. Valentine? Not much is known about the holiday's namesake. First of all, there was more than just one Christian cleric named Valentine. One of them was sentenced to death for performing marriage ceremonies in secret after Emperor Claudius II banned marriage for young Roman men thinking single men made better soldiers. Pope Gelasius declared February 14 as a day for honoring the soft-hearted Valentine at the end of the 5th century. It wasn't until the 1300s though, that the holiday became definitively associated with love and romance. Back then, people believed that February 14th was also the beginning of birds mating season. The first written Valentine greetings appeared in the 15th century, and by the 17th century, people in Great Britain had begun a tradition of exchanging Valentine's Day cards or letters. Valentine's Day soon caught on in the U.S. as well. The first mass-produced holiday cards emerged in the 1840s, and Valentine's Day soon exploded into a major consumer holiday. Today, an estimated 1 billion Valentine cards are sent each year more than on any other holiday except for Christmas. More than 35 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate are sold and more than 220 million roses are produced for the holiday in a typical year. Altogether, Americans spend almost $20 billion on Valentine's Day or an average of some $130 per person per year. While the most popular gifts were candy and flowers, nearly 20% of Americans splurge on jewelry shelling out as much as $4 billion annually. And those who prefer the ultimate romantic gesture are definitely not alone. A recent survey revealed that as many as 6 million couples are likely to get engaged on February 14th, continuing a long romantic history that we bet you didn't know.
1: Thanks to History.com for that information. I'm so glad my wife doesn't get caught up in the commercialism of Valentine's Day. She wants me to buy her stuff all year long.
0: You're listening to this video.
1: Now, since people have been thinking about love and doing nice things for others, I thought it would be interesting to see what they would consider to be the greatest example of love. Of course, as Christians, we know that when Jesus Christ took our place upon the cross, he committed the ultimate act of love by paying for our sins with his blood. Right? What is the greatest act of love that could ever be done?
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> um. I guess, for me, the greatest act of love that could ever be done was just showing that you actually care and, like, doing something that you know would mean the world to me that I wouldn't actually tell you but just by, by observing me and how I act. So,
3: okay. yeah.
1: Okay, so, like, it. Some action would be the greatest act of love. Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: I mean, mine would be similar, but, like, I don't want the whole fancy, take me out to a nice dinner, buy me flowers, just something that you know that I would enjoy, like a quiet dinner or something that you know that it's something we can enjoy together and it's not just for me, it's for both of us.
1: Okay, so a nice quiet date. You know, dinner and a movie or something like that? So now, uh, those are things that, uh, you know, Everybody does. So it can't really be the, the greatest act of love. So th- think about, about, about it for another second there. What, what would be something even greater than what you girls have just expressed? You know, a dinner, dinner and a movie and just doing something nice for you. What would be even greater than that? Because everybody does those things. Well, not everybody. A lot of people do. <laughs> Ho- hopefully you girls find nice guys that will do that for you. But I'm, I'm looking for something that's extraordinary even better than that any ideas
3: I mean to me I just think about something like that I would want but I couldn't do myself like that I couldn't afford or take forever to do and they just surprised me with it so I mean to me that just shows that they listen because I would say it like forever ago or something and they would remember it and then they would just do it without me reminding them so what about you um
0: i guess it would just be i guess it'd be like similar to hers but it would be like more of just showing how much you actually care like just i guess it wouldn't be like don't show it just on like valentine's day or like a birthday like just some random day out of the year just showing like that you actually care about me i guess that's like the greatest act of love i can actually think of oh well, no i, I
1: want to go back to you 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 were hitting it a little bit, but you weren't all the way there with with the thought, what about this? What about someone offering their life for you in your place? Like, say, you were going to get hit by a car. You know, you're crossing the street, and there's, you know, a bus bearing down on you, and you're about to get hit. Obviously, you're going to die from this hit someone rushes in and pushes you out of the way and they get hit and die would you say that would be the greatest act of love
3: i mean it could be considered that when you think about it really because they're put they're trying to save your life and instead they're giving their life so you can live
1: what about you janesha right Mm -hmm. what about you
0: yeah that's that's a great act of love because like that's something that most people probably wouldn't do. It's like if you care that much about a person to where you're willing to give up your life for theirs, that's a great act of love. Well,
1: now I got that uh, thought, that analogy uh, from the Bible. I, I, do you girls have any type of religious background?
3: I mean, I'm religious, but I don't go to church regularly. So. Okay.
1: What what type of religious?
3: I'm Christian. So. Okay.
1: What about you, Jenny?
3: I'm Christian. Okay.
1: So now, uh, the verse that I was using was John 15:13, where it talks about greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And you girls say you're Christian, so who was the person that laid down his life for his friends? Jesus. Right. You agree? agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, girls, let me ask you, is that the greatest act of love, what Jesus did on the cross?
3: yes yes
1: why
0: because I mean no person actually would do that like no human being unless they actually care and Jesus is a person who cares for us all so he was like these are my people he's like I'm gonna put my life on the line for them so that
3: they may be saved I I agree with everything she just said so
1: (laughs) alright girls let me ask you do you consider yourselves to be good people
3: I think so. I mean, I hope I am. I, I think that I am, so.
1: We're going to go through a quick test, okay? You, you We're going to go back and use the Bible a little bit more. Ten Commandments. You've heard of them? Okay. First one. Well, not the first, but it's one of first question. How many lies have you told in your whole life? Rough estimate.
3: Um, a lot more than I could probably count. I don't Yeah, probably more than I can count.
1: What do you call someone who tells that many lies?
3: A liar? A liar, yeah.
1: Have you ever stolen anything, irrespective of its value? It could be as small as a pencil that you grabbed from someone's desk and you never gave it back.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: What do you call someone who steals?
3: A thief. Very
1: good, you agree? Yes. Last one. Bible says, do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But we hear it all the time in movies and, and music and everything. Uh, have you girls ever used the name Jesus or God or Christ in a derogatory way, like a curse word even?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay, girls. What I've just done, I've gone through a couple of the Ten Commandments to see whether or not you're really good people. And based on that, you, you admitted to me that you're lying, thieving, blasphemers. So you're not good people. You're like the rest of us. The Bible says that there are none good. No, not one. So when you girls were saying that you thought you were good people, or you hoped you were good people, you weren't. You're like the rest of us. You're, you're horrible, wretched, filthy people in God's eyes. You may be very nice people. But in God's eyes, you are not good. You're wicked. In fact, the Bible says your heart is deceitful and wicked above all things. Now, knowing that, the punishment for breaking God's law, lying, stealing, is an eternity in hell. The Bible says, uh, Revelation 21.8, All liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur. It says no thief will inherit the kingdom of God. That's horrible news. But, remember what we were talking about a minute ago with Jesus dying on the cross? He did that in spite of your sinfulness. He did that in spite of the fact that you have broken his law. In spite of the fact that you deserve to go to hell, just like I do. He died on the cross and rose on the third day to pay your fine with his blood. Now let me ask you again. Is that the greatest act of love?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Girls, I want to thank you so much for talking to me. Do you have any questions before we end the interview?
0: No. No.
1: Girls, I want to encourage you to read your Bible every day, okay? Make sure that you're right with God. The Bible actually tells people to examine themselves, to make sure that they're in the faith. Because Jesus warned that there will be many in the last days that say He is their Lord. But he will say, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. Okay? So make sure that you are right with God. And uh, if you aren't, the Bible says that you need to repent, turn away from your sin, and put your trust in Jesus Christ alone to be saved. Girls agree with that?
0: You understand that?
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to ChangeYourCampus.com Christian Collegiate Network, ChangeYourCampus.com
1: Attention, University of Cincinnati students. I'm going to have a table at the Communication Spring Internship Fair on March 2nd. How would you like to help out with the production of this show and get college credit? then come find me in the Tangiman University Center, room 400, next Monday afternoon.
0: You're listening to When
4: There's
1: We're on the campus today. We're asking people about, you know, Valentine's Day. Uh, do you have any plans coming up for Valentine's Day?
4: Um, Actually, uh, we're just going to be hanging out at home and probably just going out to eat because we're all single for Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> so... You're just going to hang out at home. That, that sounds kind of nice. You know, Just a, a nice, uh, easy evening, going out to dinner with friends. You, you don't have to worry about getting all hyped up in, in, into the Valentine's Day message or anything, right? Nope. Okay. So, let me ask you this. You know, you got all the gifts and chocolates and presents and flowers and all that with Valentine's Day. You know, that's all these big, extravagant gifts. What would you say is the greatest gift, or the greatest act of love that someone could do?
4: Um, I think that the greatest thing a person can do to show that they really love someone is just to honestly be there for them. I mean, you could always give them physical gifts, but just like actually being there and caring about them and their problems in their life, I think that's the best thing you could give a person to show that you love them.
1: Okay. So now, I I know that there are probably a lot of people that do that um i try to do that for my wife uh I, i fail miserably but i try to do it anyway so since there's multiple people that do that would you say that that's the greatest act or do you think there's something greater that could be done that maybe no one's ever done or maybe only one person has done
4: a a lot of people when it comes to I guess making sacrifices for another person, like um, you know, sacrificing parts of your life uh, maybe you have to move for the person because of their job or whatever I think making big sacrifices like that I think that might be even bigger than just being there because a lot of people will be there up until um, it costs them something and I think that's uh, bigger than that
1: Okay, so now what about, let me give you a, an analogy, a, a little story here. Okay, say you're, you're crossing the street, and this huge bus comes barreling down on you. There's no way you're going to get out of, out of the way in time, and if it hits you, you will surely die. But before that bus hits you, someone pushes you out of the way, and it hits them and kills them instead. Do you think that would be a great act of love?
4: I would hope that it would never come down to that, but like like I was saying with the sacrifices, that's a really big sacrifice. And so, if you are going to sacrifice your your life for other people, then yeah, that's a I think that's a huge act of love on your part.
1: Well, now, the uh, the whole reason I am where I am getting this theme of greatest act of love is uh, I am a Christian and the Bible talks about this greatest act of love so i was kind of getting people's thoughts on whether or not they thought it was the greatest act of love too uh it's actually in john it says greater love has no one than this than a man lay down his life for his friends so do you think that there is anything greater than that greater than laying your life down for your friends
4: um i think that that's definitely like at the top but also um I don't know if I can say this, but living your life cuz I'm a Muslim, so living my life for God and just to to be an all-around good person and to um make sacrifices like that and help others, I think that's the biggest thing for me is like the most important thing.
1: And now I I figured you were Muslim cuz you have the it's a hijab, right? Hijab. Yeah. Hijab. Okay. I've been saying it wrong all these years. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um <laughs> Uh, so you say that you've been, uh, trying to live for God, trying to be a good person. I'm going to put you to the test. Okay. Have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Um, yes. Okay. I'm going to put you to the test. Three questions. Have you ever told a lie before? Yes. What do you call someone who lies? A liar. Have you ever stolen anything? Even something small?
4: I've never stolen anything.
1: You just admitted to being a liar. Are you sure?
4: I'm very positive.
1: Okay. I'll let you slide. Uh... Last one uh, says uh, to uh, always 100% honor your father, father and mother. Have you always done that,
4: 100%? I believe that I have always done that.
1: But have you really?
4: Um, I think I have.
1: So you went through your teenage years without rebelling at, at all, ever.
4: It's not that I haven't um, done that. It's more like that no matter how angry I am at my parents or whatever, I know that I love them. And I won't care. Like, I will try and make myself a respectful person because they raised me. And so if I'm not a good person, people are going to look towards my parents. So I always try and, like, um, be as positive and as good a person as I can because I know it all goes back to my family in the end, too. And also... Because I believe that's what God wants me to do.
1: Okay. So, have you ever lied to your parents?
4: I think when I was little, I did.
1: So, you've broken that one, too, then, haven't you?
4: I believe I have.
1: So, what was your name one more time?
4: Um, My name is Taz. <laughs>
1: that's right, Taz. Okay. So, Taz, uh, you've broken at least two of the commands lying and dishonoring your parents because you've lied to them that's dishonoring them <laughs> so if God were to judge you based on that standard do you think you'd be innocent or guilty
4: um, I think I would be innocent because the things that I'm saying that I've lied about are like childish things when I was when I was a child I believe that that when you're a child god will forgive those mistakes and when you're older you're supposed to learn from those mistakes so you know like if i broke something and i lied about it and my mom caught me later when i was really little i don't think in god's eyes that'll be like um something to prove me guilty over
1: so now what's the cutoff age where where the lies start counting against you
4: um it's not so much a cutoff age it's it's more like becoming mature. So I mean, I th- I feel like like I mean puberty usually happens middle school, and I feel like by then oh, people <laughs> people are uh, more mature at that age, and and should learn to understand. Like when you're a little kid and you make mistakes, you're supposed to learn from them. And so when you get to the age where you actually understand that what you're doing is wrong, and you're aware of what you're doing, that's when you need to stop what you're doing.
1: So you never. Lied or dishonored your parents uh, from the point of, we'll say, puberty on.
4: Nope, because I know <laughs> they'll find out about it later, and then I'll just be in worse trouble, and I'll feel guilty about it. So I always tell them the truth, and I don't give them a. Uh, I don't give reasons to lie.
1: Well, that, that's very honorable of you. Um, I, I'm going to call you a liar. I, I don't think you're telling the, the honest <laughs> truth. But in, in spite of all that we know that you've broken God's laws and God requires absolute perfection so we're all guilty of breaking his laws we've all lied or stolen or do, done bad things I believe. You know, you know, we've all done things that, that have broken God's laws or gone against God's will, right? yes so now, because of that the the Bible, the, the Christian uh, religion says that uh, we all deserve to go to hell because we 've broken god 's law because he must punish those who have sinned who have broken his law. Uh, it says that you have to be basically you have to be perfect in order to get to heaven and there 's no way that any of us are perfect. We have to be good, and it says there are none good, none righteous so do you does would that concern you uh, Does that concern you knowing? That that that's what what the standard is. That it's absolute perfection to get to heaven.
4: Um, I guess in some ways it, it is concerning, but I mean, for when taking it back to my belief, um, I believe nobody's perfect. So that's very true, and we've all made mistakes. But the key really is to um, well, you have to ask God for His forgiveness because God knows nobody's perfect, and none of us will ever be perfect no matter how hard we try we've all got we've all got flaws in us we're only human but we've got to ask God for his forgiveness and I mean for for me the key to heaven is just trying to be the best person you can so that God can forgive those mistakes because he can see that you're trying
1: um, and I know you're getting cold we'll, we'll wrap this up here but uh, one thing you have to remember is Uh, You may ask God for forgiveness, but there's still the matter of the sin that you have committed uh, in in your account, basically. You you still have that sin that you have earned. Uh, The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. You deserve to die. You deserve to go to hell because you've sinned. But God did something for everybody in the Christian religion. God did something for everybody so that we could escape hell and go to heaven. Now, asking for forgiveness is part of it. Um, But what he did was he sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was born of a virgin, fully God, and fully man. Lived a perfect life, never sinned, never lied, never dishonored his parents. And then he died on the cross, and he rose again on the third day. Now, when he did that, he wasn't dying because he deserved it. He was dying because you deserve it, and I deserve it. We all deserve to die and go to hell. But he died in our place, paying for our sins. And he says that if you turn away from your sin and turn to God by putting your trust in Jesus Christ and him alone and what he did on the cross, you can be saved. But there's a big catch. He says if you don't go through him and him alone You will end up in hell. He offers it as a free gift. You know, like the Bible said, greatest gift ever. Laying his life down for his friends. Laying his life down for you so that you could have eternal life. But he says you have to go through him and him alone. Does that make sense to you?
4: I've heard that before.
1: Any questions?
4: Um... No questions. I've heard. I've heard that before. I just don't believe it. I believe. I do believe in Jesus. I believe in him as a prophet, though, and um, I believe that because God is all powerful and also all forgiving, that um, Jesus didn't need to die on the cross for us. God has the power to forgive our sins so long as we seek His help.
1: Okay. Well, now I don't believe. That that is in the oh and now I'm drawing a blank, the Quran that God is all forgiving
4: um, actually it is
1: do you know what the what the surah is so that I can look it up, uh, obviously uh, not right now, but later
4: you um you can actually at the beginning of every surah we recite, uh you can actually like look up Rabbil um, and that like begins um every. Surah, before we begin reading that Surah, we have to say that And that basically is saying God is the Almighty God is the All-Forgiving And um, if you just look around in the Quran It's mentioned a number of times that God is The All-Forgiving, and you won't find anyone More forgiving than God
1: Well, I agree, you won't find Anyone more forgiving than God Because He's willing to forgive everybody Uh, But there is a a catch to that You have to go through His Son, Jesus And Jesus uh, If you read the Bible He was much more than just a prophet. And he said, he made a really profound statement, and I'll let you go. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. No one gets to God. No one gets to heaven except through him. What are your thoughts on that verse?
4: Uh, I think that my beliefs are different from yours. I don't think we'll change each other's beliefs um at this moment but I will say that I don't I don't I'm not a Christian so I don't follow the Bible I follow the Quran and so um for me just my belief is that the way that I'm going to get through heaven is uh, get to heaven is by asking God for his forgiveness and praying to God every day um just living my life for God and just to be a good person and as long as I do that then then I shouldn't have then I'm not worried about that
1: so how do you know when you've done enough to get to heaven
4: uh I I don't think you ever do know it's not so much doing enough it's just living your day-to-day life being a good person you shouldn't do bad things you shouldn't be Uh, I think I think we can all agree on like what makes a bad person like you know you shouldn't kill you shouldn't steal um, you shouldn't lie but you should and and we we do do we do make mistakes at times but um, like I said I think asking God for his forgiveness and trying to do as much good as you can so that when people look at you when when people hear your name they think of a good person I think that's what it's about.
2: Who doesn't love a little Ohio fire? fire? Now that's the Ohio Players Fire. I'm talking about OhioFire.org. Striving for Eternity's Ministries puts on great conferences around the country. April 9th through the 11th, Columbus, Ohio. Not only will the gang from Striving for Eternity be there, but the gang from CARM. You know Matt Slick and the gang from Christian Apologetic Resources Ministries. Sign up for Ohio Fire at OhioFire.org ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do! Just go to witnesstalkradio.org
1: So, we know that Jesus gave us the greatest act of love. But what's the greatest way for you to show someone that you love them? I propose that it's by sharing the gospel, offering people the only way to escape the fires of hell. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you.
0: Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.